It's another episode of Bits Over Broadway. Bits Over Broadway. <laughs> we're back. We're always back. With another episode. Wow, we're in it. Uh, Connor, any biz? No, none at all. And I don't even have a good segue for this episode. <laughs> I had an amazing one for Violet. For our Violet episode. Um, I've got one. It's, yeah, go for it. Uh, the story that is scarily relevant to today. Yikes. Go off. <laughs> I'm upset and I'm mad about it. Okay. Um, but let's get into our guest, Connor. Yeah. Go ahead. So our guest is an amazing satire and comedy writer. She's been published in uh, McSweeney's and Weekly Humorous and The Belladonna. Snaps. Um, we are in the same writing group. So okay, we've uh, seen a lot of each other. <laughs> so you're fame adjacent. So okay. just a little bit. Uh, she's a very good friend. Her name is Kate Herslin. Welcome to the pod. Yay. Yay. I'm so glad to be here. Yay. Thank you. We're so happy that you could come in a... Uh, join us in this ridiculous venture that we're trying i'm thrilled i'm ready let's go yeah let's do it so the show we're doing this week is cabaret Cabaret. yes very excited yeah i had never seen it or listened to it all the way through yeah before um we decided to do it for this show uh and it was real wild to me Mm. i'll be honest i I can imagine (laughs) i told connor i was like wow i've actually the only songs i know from cabaret are cabaret or vilkaman yeah cabaret and then i was listening to the soundtrack i was like oh, i actually know every song from cabaret i just didn't know they were from cabaret that one's on me right <laughs> so did you think they were from something else yeah i just was like oh they're musical theater songs but i like, had no, from no musicals context just, for it they just exist like exactly. yeah truly just existing in a songbook somewhere that someone auditions uh-huh. like the first time i heard maybe this time oh, was sure. in our musical theater mm-hmm. class in college oh yeah oh and wait because we, we were in the same class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought it was like a Barbara, Sti- a yeah. Barbara Streisand song. To I be mean, fair, that song also doesn't really belong in that show. Right. Mm. So like, okay, that's fine. That's right. And like, it, wasn't in the original. I was going to say, yeah. because they, it was written for the movie and then they added it to the revival. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a great song, but yeah. like, doesn't belong in the But Absolutely. does it fit the camera? Yeah, it does. It's not, it doesn't fuck nearly as much as the other songs. No. All the other songs You can fuck. tell. Yeah. <laughs> the other songs fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Connor, facts and figs. Facts and figs. Wait. Oh. Okay, Mitch is going to drop in facts and figs in there. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's going to do the drop. He's going to do the clean Hold drop. Hold for bumper. Go. Okay. Uh, so there's so many facts about this show, you guys. Well, which show is the real cue? True, 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 true. Life is which cabaret? Yeah. Uh, We're going to talk about them all. There's 15 (laughs) revivals. And every one of them's different. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So the music is written by John Kander with lyrics by Fred Ebb. Yeah. The book was written by Joe Masteroff. And it was based on John Van Druten's 1951 play, I'm a Camera, (laughs) which was adapted from the short novella Goodbye to Berlin by Christopher Isherwood. Which was adapted from my childhood diary. (laughs) Jesus, I didn't even know that. Published in 1933. I'm very old. Oh my god. It's uh You look incredible. Thank you. (laughs) You can tell from the podcast how good I look. Listen how beautiful she sounds. Podcasts are visual medium, so like it's amazing. Readers, you heard it here first. (laughs) Um so production history, the original Broadway production. And please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> we wouldn't know if you were. <laughs> it was uh, November 1966 and um, closed in September 1969. It mm-hmm. ran for 1,165 performances. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> then a production opened on the West End in 68. There was uh, then another rev- or uh, the first London revival in 1986. Then there was the first Broadway revival in October of 1987. And then there was another London revival in 93. 
And then that London revival was starred Alan Cumming and it transferred to Broadway. And that was the second Broadway revival, which opened in March 1998 and ran for 2,377 performances. Mm. Then there was a, a, let's see, that's one, two. There's a third London revival <laughs> mm-hmm. in September 2006, mm-hmm. a fourth London <laughs> revival in October 2012, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then there was the third Broadway revival um, that uh, opened in April 2014. Um, notable cast members, Joel Gray was in the original mm-hmm. um, cast, and uh, he also did the first Broadway revival. Judy Dench was in the original London cast. Oh. Um, Alan Cumming did the 93 London production and then transferred to Broadway for the second revival. And then he also came back for the third revival to be the MC. So 93, 98 and 2014. And 2014 yes. Okay. And then um, Michelle Williams was in the third Broadway revival. And then when she stepped away from the role, Emma Stone stepped into the role oh, of right. uh, Sally Field. Or Sally Bowles. Sally Field? Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. You know what? We couldn't get through it without one fucking. Yeah, it's true. So, like, honestly, true. You, you really did a good job. I did. I'm very proud. I got it out right in the right in the beginning. <laughs> there was also a film um, in 1972 starring Liza Minnelli. I'm She's sorry. Who is that? Uh, <laughs> she a new? I think she might be new. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, she, I'll look her up later. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think she... She's. I've heard she's, she's a famous like, mom, right? I, I've heard she has a really famous mom, nepotism but she's also... once again. I know, honestly. These, God these damn, Halloween, Hollywood, Hollywood types. Um, some awards about for the show. Um, the 67 production got 11 nominations and 8 wins at the Tonys, including Maybe. Best Musical. Mm-hmm. Um, the 87 revival got 4 nominations, but 0 wins. Mm-hmm. The 98 revival with Alan Cumming got 10 nominations and only 4 wins, including Revival and Lead Actor. And then the 2014 um, got two nominations at the Tonys and zero wins. Okay. Also of note, the film um, was the most, is famously the most heavily nominated and awarded film that was not actually nominated for Best Picture. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And it got Liza her um, Oscar for Best Actress, mm-hmm. um, Best Original Song. So there were lots of big time wins. It was kind of um, Fosse's come. It was directed by Bob Fosse. Right. And uh, he had really failed with uh, Sweet Charity, I believe, mm. was his first film that like bombed. Yeah. And then he came back with this and everyone was like, Bob Fosse, a genius. <laughs> <laughs> we love. And then we came to find out later, total shitbag. Real dickhead. <laughs> Real dickhead. They always first one in theater though it's it's true historically the the only bad and last (laughs) we've never had a bad one since we got it all out with bob fossey and we fixed the problem thank god we corrected the issues oh god um just a quick synopsis yeah i made connor do this because it's too hard for (laughs) me okay um the show is set in 1931 berlin as the nazis are rising to power cabaret focuses on the nightlife at the seedy kit kat club and revolves around american writer cliff bradshaw and his relationship with english performer sally bowles overseeing the action is the master of ceremonies or the mc and the club serves as a metaphor for the ominous political developments in the late weimar germany nailed it thank you do you want to give us some characters mayor um i will do my best oh my god wikipedia so long so many productions revivals and there's an entry for all of them literally there's and every tour too there are so many tours the show is everywhere and they make so many changes in all of them i know every show is different it's wild yeah it's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, okay, so characters. Sally Bowles, the headlining British singer at the Kit Kat Club. The MC, Master of Ceremonies at the Kit Kat Club, a leering, ghoulish, flamboyant figure. Mm. 
Clifford Cliff Bradshaw, an American writer traveling through Berlin. Fräulein Schneider, an older German woman who runs the boarding house that Cliff and Sally live in. Er Schultz, an elderly Jewish fruit shop owner who falls in love with Fräulein Schneider. Mm. Ernest Ludwig, a German man who befriends Cliff when he arrives in Berlin, later revealed to be a Nazi. Aren't they all? (laughs) Fräulein Kost, a German prostitute who rents in Fräulein Schneider's boarding house. Rosie, Lulu, Frenchie, Texas, Fritzi, and Helga, girls who perform at the Kit Kat Club. Bobby, Victor, Hans, and Herman, the cabaret boys of the Kit Kat Club. Boy Soprano, a young boy involved in the Nazi party. Sailor, a client of Frel and Cost. And Max, the owner of the Kit Kat Club, are all of the characters listed on Wikipedia for this particular version of cabaret. <laughs> and which particular particular version was that? This is the 1966 musical. Okay. That's so, like relatively mm-hmm. accurate for everyone. Yeah. yeah. I don't um, think the characters really change all that much. No, I don't believe so. I know in the movie, um, it's flipped. Sally Bowles is American, and uh, the Cliff character, who's named Brian, is British. Which is honestly bonkers. It's crazy. Makes no sense. <laughs> well, it makes sense in that Liza Minnelli couldn't do a British <laughs> accent, passably. But it doesn't make sense that Liza Minnelli couldn't do a British accent. That's true. I mean, <laughs> come true. on. You're right. Um, Liza Minnelli's a star, and I had never seen anything aside from Arrested Development with Liza Minnelli in it, and so I was like, okay, I get it. She's like an old queen, and everyone's like, yeah, Yeah. we love her, and then I watched Cabaret, and I was like, oh, I get it. (laughs) I'm now fully on board, like, 1972 stan of Liza Minnelli. Like, 40 years later. Exactly. I'm like, have you guys seen Cabaret? Liza Minnelli's a treasure. And this is not Cabaret, but this is just Liza. When you you have to look up on YouTube, there's a video of her from when she was at at age 18. Okay. When she's on her mother's show. Mm -hmm. And she sings, um, put on a happy face. Uh Oh, my God. And I mean, she looks so different at eighteen, but also is exactly the same. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And her voice is and, incredible. And there's a bit where where she's like, "How am I doing, Mama?" Oh <laughs> like, my! You're doing fine, Liza. You're oh doing fine. There's so oh my good. God. Excellent content. Wait, okay, so this is just also more Liza. But um, how do we feel about the Judy biopic that's about to come out? I'm gonna see it next week. I'll let out. you know. Oh nice. I have yeah. not. Oh, it is out. It's out. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm seeing it on actually the 21st, which is in like. A week and I'm pretty yeah. sure it's out. I've yeah, heard lots of people talking yeah. about it. Maybe it's just people who have like advanced tickets. Pro- but I'm pretty maybe. sure. But yeah. you know, related as it sort of because also Renee Zellweger was yeah. in uh you know Chicago. True. Chicago right. was also Kinder right. Cabaret. That's how we get back there. And mm-hmm. exactly we did it. Circle. You did the same yeah. oh right? Oh my god. What? I didn't even know we needed to. New co-host. Here we go. We don't usually, but we're trying. It's I'm a new ready. thing we're trying out. Yeah. Like yeah. talking on topic. Yeah. <laughs> we used to go on a lot of tangents. Yeah. And we still kind of do, but it's fine. Um, I so would never. <laughs> what a horrible thing to do. Very so strictly bad. on theme. Uh. So the thing about all these revivals, to my like brief reading, is yes. that uh, essentially directors can just choose from a catalog of songs and decide which ones they want to sing because there were some songs that were taken out for the film yeah some songs that were added for the film that then got added into subsequent productions right. or taken out or changed who sings them and in what circumstance yeah. like yeah. what an incredible show where you can just make up the plot the script as long yeah as it's it takes place in a cabaret and Sally Bowles is there, it's all cabaret. And there's a lot in the script that's very minimal, like mm-hmm. in terms of actually telling you what's yeah, happening absolutely. and why and like what, what yeah. it might look like mm-hmm. at any given time. Yeah. There's oh. you know, a lot of no, non-information. Yeah, I <laughs> was just going to say, um, yeah. you have some personal experience with the show. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Absolutely. Um, so uh, first of all, I directed it in college oh, okay. and yes. loved doing that. Um, and uh, I actually don't think I've told you this story, but this is... Um, I think just explains a lot about me, which is that I 
so I uh, I'm a childhood cancer survivor. I did a Make a Wish when I was a child mm-hmm. to meet Bernadette Peters in uh, to, to see Gypsy and to meet Bernadette Peters. Oh, the honestly, and I don't mean to be shady. That's the greatest Make a Wish. Right? Ma- no, 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 it's absolutely true. Like, but but the day I was supposed to go, she was sick. <gasps> Oh, no. And it's okay. Ultimately, I got to do it. Like, okay, I, so okay. like, it, it still happened. She was really lovely, but that was later. So I'm not going to do a musical theater podcast and not talk about Bernadette Peters. <laughs> no, obviously, <laughs> like that's just required. It's insane that that's not a requirement. Right? Yeah, is. all it your is. guests. But so then instead, I went to see Cabaret, okay. which was the revival, and I think Neil Patrick Harris was in it then. Oh yeah, he did. He took do, over. Um, my condolences. After. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, yeah. <laughs> Not for the cancer for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, that's Fair. between you and your no, no, no. The cancer, but, uh, you and I'm fine. It's all good for so a long time. <laughs> no, I know, and that's the thing. I did so like so. I was already biased against the revival. Yeah. As a child, because I wanted to see Gypsy. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay, but now as an adult, I have less of an intellectual biases. <laughs> nice. <against> sure. <laughs> So a lot of, to support your claims. Yes. It's not confirmation bias. It's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. not just circumstance. But I actually did as a child watch it. And, and I was a pretty like precocious kid, as one might guess from mm-hmm. that entire story. Mm-hmm. But like I remember watching and being like, this feels like it's really dark for the whole time. <laughs> and that's still my opinion as an adult about it the is. revival. Yeah. But, yeah, the revival um, is wildly dark. Which I actually think is really ineffective. But we'll talk more about that. Oh, God, the way. Oh. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, for reasons. But yeah, so the script changes a lot. Yeah. Or, no, or rather, you can do a lot with the script as a director it's because there's not a lot of information. I think the one that I directed from was... Was there, was there 60s London production? Uh, or 70s yes. London production? Uh, the no, West End was 68. Yeah. The West first, End was 68. The first production I think of, that's the script End. that I had mm-hmm. to okay. work with. Um, and... Um, yeah, because maybe this time wasn't in it. Um, mm, yeah. My, I think Minor and Don't Tell Mama were both in it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I don't care much was in it. Um, there's anyway, there's like right, so there's all these songs that kind of rotate right, in and out. Right. Interesting, and um, and all these things that you also see people do in multiple productions that you assume like it's just like 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 how Sally's often just alone on a stage for the song Cabaret just standing there. It's not in the script that she has to do that. It could be like any staging. There could be other people. But it's, at least the version that I had to work with, like there was no, like, it's not saying Sally alone. Like, you know, in a a spotlight at the microphone. No, like you could do a lot uh, with it. But um, you kind of see directors make some, in some ways, consistently repeated choices and other things that are obviously very different later. and, Mm -hmm. um, And I don't really know why it is that it's, that way yeah maybe it's because um there's this whole idea of like the canon um, yeah and like those choices have been made for that it gets specific treated as iconic yeah yeah so like they it's feel like they need to make that choice like how much more central the the actual cabaret like the kit kat club mm-hmm. has become because sure. apparently in like original productions it happened a little in the kit kat club mm-hmm. but also lots of other places right. they're staging in several different locations and then in subsequent revivals it has like either taking place majority in the club or only in the Kit Kat club. Yeah. Like all the action taking place. I think mm-hmm. in, yeah. in one of the revivals. Well, I think Studio 54 really helped with that. I mean, mm-hmm. sure. I, I don't I don't know for sure if that decision was made before it was in Studio 54 mm-hmm. roundabout, but I think it did it did make it really great that you could yeah. actually in a yeah. cabaret setting. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That that choice made might have been made for a production before that, I'm not sure. But I just know that that, that setting was really uh, was really useful for it and it really uh, would have implicated you in like being um, actually at the club, right? Absolutely. Um, so that you know, that's that's a cool. Yeah, I mean, and I I'm, sure. would have been really curious to see what that would feel like if in a version where they'd made choices that were similar to like 
directorial choices that are either totally different than the revival we made or yeah. just like or more like the original what that would feel like to be in the club for that right. it was really um because i saw the 2014 revival with yeah. alan Cumming. i also saw that one too yeah, yeah. at the yeah. american which is a, very similar to it, the it was it was a revival of a revival yeah yeah it, it absolutely yeah. was um and but, speak on that uh, yes <laughs> Tell us your feelings. None. I, feelings. I did like that they like at least on I think on the first floor of the theater they like kind of did transform it into that nightclub. Right, and that's what they have, did like, in, in ninety eight too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I really liked that. Yeah, because um, that Studio Fifty One really lets you, that you do atmosphere. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and you know you order food and drinks and it's right, like right. But yeah, so you saw it in twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah. I I really liked it. I thought it was good. I like the revival. <laughs> well, should no, I? I do yeah. think it. I do think yeah. it is weird that you revived the exact same revival. That yeah, and and I kind of feel like you don't get to call. I don't know. Something about that feels like a continuation of the original, not of the original, but of the original revival. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like, no, really, so I mean, to get really to be is. like, it's a revival, when it's it's just kind of right. you hit pause and then like made a few changes, right. And then did the thing right. again. You I know, think revival sort of implies like. That you're that breathing new life. Into. Yeah, we're yeah. looking at this through a different lens right. now. We yeah. had right. so we in a different episode we had talked about Violet being mm-hmm. produced in 1996. Yeah, and like looking at that in a 2019 lens, mm-hmm. even though it's not. I mean, it's 23 years different. Right. Holy lord, that's math is crazy. Um, <laughs> but like, I can't believe you did that math so fast. I was like completely fucking lost on math. Um, but it's it is nuts to be like how different those the same themes are and so generally you think like a revival is okay we've had a little time we've had a little right. distance let's do like our take on it right our spin right. right and then if you're just doing a shot for shot remake right. of the same thing you right. did like what what what, yeah. what are we doing here point? i think that um, alan cumming just needs a job for just like, a little older a yeah. <laughs> he um, hadn't opened club coming yet <laughs> yeah that's right he was like i'm bored someone give me something to <laughs> right. do Okay, Alan, we'll just let you do a cabaret again. You wanna like you wanna put on those that weird suspender jock strap thing again? <laughs> yeah, Let's yeah. go. And I loved him in it and I think Yeah, it was really yeah, good. But I I'm trying to remember if um the ninety eight revival versus the twenty fourteen revival, if there was a difference in the age of Fraulein Schneider and Herr Schultz. Uh, because I know in the twenty fourteen revival they were like middle aged right, and right. usually they're old. Yeah, it said elderly in the in the yeah. movie. It's completely yeah um, shopped out to young people. Oh, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, the movie's so so different. It's really different. Yeah, my and my uh, I remember here like reading a thing that they were saying they thought it would be more effective for them to be a little bit younger, mm-hmm. um, like in their like middle age. So there's more hope. Like there's mm-hmm. it's like the sense oh, so like sure. they really could have a life after this, but now they don't. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way because I feel <laughs> like like having them elderly. I mean. Just because you're at the end of your life or towards closer to the end of your life doesn't right. mean that your life is over. True. Right. And the fact that they, um, I think there's a more powerful moment, I mean, in What Would You Do, which is um, maybe my favorite song from the show, if okay. not maybe okay. my second or third favorite song, but I mean, it's sure. it's brilliant, but that um, that she's singing it to them with all this all these years difference where she's right. like, you young people don't actually understand and you think it's it's so easy to... Just kind of have the feelings and make the choices, but yeah. if you've been around as long as I have, you would you actually do this? I just think is, you know, f- to have the generations away to to come at them with that is a lot yeah. more powerful. Oh, absolutely. Than if they're like, you know, could be the mom, you know, right, right, right. totally. No, and I get that because especially because that's the song where uh, Cliff is kind of like, you should leave. Yeah, like, you need to leave Germany because like you gotta go you like it's not gonna turn out well for you right and she's ended things with Herr Schultz yeah. and he's Jewish and mm-hmm. she's you know but it it sh- 
I don't think should come as a surprise to anyone that she's made this choice because it's also like her whole thing has always been self-preservation. Right. And um, she even says that. Yeah. In so what? Right. In her first song. Right. It's like she's consistent about it. And right. so it's she makes a choice that's consistent with what she's set up. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to be shocked by it. Mm-hmm. But you guys right. are also talking about leaving. Right. Mm-hmm. So are you actually any better than her? Absolutely. Now, this uh, this is an interesting question because uh, we talked a lot about um, and I know we keep bringing Violet up, but we're doing a double header today. Uh, <laughs> peek behind the curtain for all of our <laughs> listeners. Um, but uh, we talked a lot about in Violet um, character growth. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like very clear defined arcs. Now I'm wondering, are there such arcs in this show? Mm-hmm. Because you talk about she makes a very consistent choice yeah. that is set up at the very beginning of the show. And um, I'm kind of like wondering similar questions like does Cliff do that? Does right. Sally do that? And Cliff also varies per production quite a lot. I mean, I, a lot of productions made different choices with his sexuality. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because like yeah. In the, uh, I, I don't know if it's in the 98 one, but in the 2014 one, he's like, bye. Yeah. And there and and um, and that's a thing that's changed in various productions. Sometimes they're like, he's bi. And sometimes they're like, he's closet gay. And sometimes yeah. it's like not really that much part of it at all. And it's right. like and. And that being a question of what the future is with her, if it's something where he really loves her and mm-hmm. is attracted to her and wants the future with her, if he wants it because it can give him the life that he wants, not necessarily because of how he feels about her. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to even judge it in a consistent way because yeah. the, it's... But, but yeah, as far as like... Um, and the also, character's changing, yeah. Because yeah, I think he does... Um, sh- there, Yeah, there's a, a big argument to make about whether or not Sally ch- changes in that show. Absolutely, because yeah. she starts off in this in as the headliner of the Kit Kat Club and she specifically uh like she leaves and um tries to have a better life with Cliff but mm-hmm. like essentially just like falls back in her old patterns and when Cliff is like at like halfway through the second act he's like hey uh <laughs> the Nazis are coming we need to go sure. she's like no it's all going to be fine i choose like willfully choosing to be ignorant and going back to the Kit Kat Club mm-hmm. and saying um uh we're all okay and then she sings ca- like cabaret and like it takes on such a different tone mm-hmm. when you put it in that context yeah i mean i think it's also um i don't think he's any better than her in what he's doing though like i don't oh, th- sure. i don't i don't think that he's looking at her and being like we need to we need to wake up about like and like start like doing something and taking action and you're yeah, being ignorant absolutely. she i think she actually um i think she makes a choice knowing what what's going to happen what things are going to be like and or at least to a degree and i feel like he's happy to live in germany until the fun is over right. mm-hmm. and take advantage of it and take advantage of the opportunities right. there and the fun and the joy and the sexuality like the the life that he has there that he loves until it's no longer safe for him mm-hmm. and i don't get the sense that he cares at all about what's happening to people no. around him it's no. it's yeah. a similar uh, i i feel like they're both uh in terms of Sally and Cliff, they're both running away from the actual issues that are happening in Nazi Germany or the rise of the, of the Nazi party. Um, Whereas like, uh, as opposed to being like, Hey, um, (laughs) we should probably stop this. Yeah. So yeah. is, are the Nazis more central in the pro- stage productions? Like, is that more discussed? Cause in the film, it's just like, happening as an undertone mm-hmm. oh yeah it's definitely not like informing anyone's choices yeah yeah i mean cliff is also he's actually um at uh, least not sally and right and yeah. brian slash cliff right so just choices so cliff is um 
uh, if I remember correctly, he's like complicit in a moment because there's like a thing where they're like, carry the suitcase. And yes. it's like, it's like, and he's like, what is it? They're like, oh, baubles and things. And it's like, no, it's stuff for the Nazi party. And yeah. he's like, <laughs> you know, and then, but he doesn't realize it when he's doing it. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, but the, there's a, um, uh, there are like Nazi characters in, uh, the musical and mm-hmm. Act yeah. One ends with "Tomorrow Belongs to oh, Me" right. at this party, which is the Nazi song. Yeah, yeah. Um, which isn't like really the Nazi song, but then cabaret's a Nazi song. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you um, sing it, yeah. you're a Nazi, uh-huh. basically. But um, and uh, and yeah, so there's sort of this kind of decision point that happens. I'd say sort of end of Act One, where mm-hmm. like they're at, they're at this party, they're celebrating. Uh, Fallen Schneider and Herr Schultz are, you know, um, like they're they're gonna move forward with their life together, mm-hmm. and there are these Nazis here, and um, like singing "Tomorrow Belongs to Me," and it's yeah. like, oh, okay, things are gonna Ooh. change now. Yeah. Um, and and that's my um, my main thing with the my main issue with the revival of the idea of it being kind of consistently dark the whole time mm-hmm. is that I think that you have to the show is is so funny and is so comedy in that like right. you. You come mm-hmm. into the beginning being drawn in the way that people would have been drawn in to the fun and like um, the allure of the it. allure of the club, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think you have to not feel smarter than that, and not yeah. feel like you're above mm-hmm. it, and not sure. feel like you, even if you see it coming, because we all know what the show is about, right. sure. to still feel like this is somehow a different thing than what's going to happen. Instead of this is also because I'm here, right. and I'm willing to set my to set the world you know, at the door and yeah. leave my troubles at the door. But I yeah. think that would be an interesting to have a current revival yeah. in the mm-hmm. current political climate. Yes. Like, I feel like you can really understand people wanting entertainment distraction. Yeah. Like, just yeah. going full tilt into uh, anything that isn't mm-hmm. what the current political like bright climate and is and happy and happy. We yeah, want to see exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's I, totally I feel like that diving plays head into the, first. The, uh, the way that Hollywood is being run right now. 100%. Right, right. And if you started the show that way right mm-hmm. now, it would be yeah. fascinating, right? And I think it would be really powerful mm-hmm. that if we all really felt drawn into it mm-hmm. instead of like, you know look at them it's such a seedy club and obviously it's like the frame is kind of tilted so we know something's wrong something is huge i I bet something's wrong here in 1931 berlin what could it be what could it be what did you you say earlier today it's the it's the sound of music principle which is that if your musical is set in 1930s europe (laughs) and the rise of nazism is an ancillary to the movie Uh then the movie's going to be 2.5 hours long Uh and they're only going to remember the title song (laughs) yeah so <laughs> like Nazis are sort of part of it, but like no one's like Sound of Music, a show about the Nazis. Yeah, right. you're like Sound of Music, a show about that uh, weird woman who takes care of like hundreds of orphans. Um, just are you talking about feral Annie? children? <laughs> you know the Annie Sound of Music yeah. revival. It was a mashup a few but years like, ago. But oh, like, that would be great. It lost so many Tonys. It was so sad. It was nominated for everything, but yeah. Best Actress. And it was like yes. that woman who played Annie and Maria. My God. <laughs> Can you imagine? Amazing. But no one is like, oh, you are 16 going on 17 is actually a Nazi song. They right. should be. like what yeah, tomorrow yeah. belongs to yeah. me. But yeah. which, is, which is bonkers because it's being... <laughs> She's a Nazi. She's a Nazi. She's in love with the Nazi. Yeah, yeah. But tomorrow belongs to me. It's so ominous, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but like, yes. but I feel like you can see it coming in the revival from from Will Coleman. Yeah. yeah. And I just feel like you have to you have to laugh in it. You need to like be able to find so what sure. so much funnier 
then what would you do? Even mm-hmm. though yeah. it's the same, it's the same idea, yeah. right. but with Absolutely. like a very different. But look at the context we're yeah. exactly. To it. And if exactly. you're coming at it from, I know, and I know how dark this is right. going to be. Like you're not letting yourself um, get caught up in it. Right. It's too. It's too easy to be judgmental right. of uh, every character's choices right. and decisions, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you're going to stay in Berlin even though you know that this is going to be terrible. And oh yeah, of course, all the like queer. Uh, right. Jewish performers are gonna end up in like a bad way. Like we don't yeah. need Alan coming, like right. taking off his clothes and being like, "Guess what?" That's a whole thing. Yeah, kid. yeah. yeah. Like, we I, know, I, and I think it's a <laughs> that's the implication. <laughs> and it's a and it's a strange choice to be the last visual yeah. of the show because, like, that to me, if I when I see that the the thing that I'm I'm just feeling. Uh, I I lose the how important the MC is in being complicit in all of this, which mm-hmm. it's not as though you mm-hmm. can't be complicit and also be a victim. Yeah, but sure. but um, but that moment makes it about the MC to me instead of making it about us. Yeah, and the Hal sure. Prince kind of brilliance the the set the idea of the mirrors and like let's yeah. make this about the audience and what your role is you know and the movie does that at the end mm-hmm. it does, you know yeah. where you see into like the audience and you see that it's like nazis and, and stuff and nazis start to so it's like yeah. pans the audience oh, and then there's like one guy with a nazi armband yeah. right. and then it pans to like another like as it's crossing like yeah. the, their people in normal clothes are getting fewer and more like brown shirt red right like with the drum roll bands. happening under like, it yeah oh, it built it's yeah. this very very like um so Joel Gray like yeah. leaves, um, yeah. and you're expecting like the setup. I mean, I again, I haven't seen no, the no, show, you so got I'm it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But like yeah. the setup is like in Vilkeman is we'll say it in German, we'll say it in French, we'll say it right. in English, and then he says goodbye, yeah, um, and says à bientôt, which is French, and then goes behind a curtain, mm. and then it pans to a mirror. There's this building drum roll, but as it's happening, so you're like sort of in suspense, waiting for him to come back out right. and finish, but then at the same time you're like paying attention to what's happening in the mirror, and there's this build, and then the drum roll just the suspense turns mm. at some point when you realize it's the, just. Like now the crowd is just Nazis and it becomes really threatening mm. and then it just ends. Like right. he doesn't come back out. And like that to me is really fucking powerful. Yeah. I don't need to. And it yeah. centers you and it makes it because, right, because you're the audience watching it. Exactly. So right. it's yeah. like puts you in the and audience with those it people. happening yeah. around you. You're like, oh shit, that's, yeah, I'm like watching it and looking and, and that, that has as much of an impact as like here's my star right, like, right, we right. get it you know what i mean it was just it, i feel like, like that, that has that more had a real oh, yeah, more. emotional I, I think it's more powerful and i think it's what the show wants to be is yeah, a show absolutely. that's making the audience think about what their what their role is in all of this because if you if you enjoy the beginning and you enjoy the kind of humor of the beginning and you let right. yourself just kind of fall into it, mm-hmm. then by the end you realize how that choice, mm-hmm. what what the results are, yeah. right? And Absolutely. and that's so yeah. in the in the Hal Prince production, how is the ending? Do I think they, it's like that. It, it's I don't. Like the mirrors. I think there's something similar, but I don't want to say for sure because yeah. it's been a long time sure. since I've seen the the clip from that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it, that's more similar to what the idea is. Mm. It's more implied. Um, it's yeah. more just like. What do you, like you know what happens? We all know right. how this story yeah. ends. We all know, right. like yeah. So it's a similar thing you to do Fiddler the when, like the at the end yeah. of Fiddler, when like they're all leaving the um the the village, and you're like, okay, most of these uh people will end up in Germany, and they will end up dead. Right, right. And centering the MC was 
is definitely in that last moment. Yeah. Um, as the one that we're thinking about is going to be in the camps is, um, I'm I'm fairly sure is a revival thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. and um, because yeah. I, there's another part. It's such an odd choice because I yeah again only having seen yeah. the film, he is not a central. I mean, right, he's, he's in the a background character, but he's not a central. Right, character. and that's and I think that's really powerful. Like <laughs> I mean, the fact yeah. that the whole show, he's also kind of seedy. He's kind of a shitty yeah. guy. Yeah, like, yeah. absolutely. It, yeah, and and we still are entranced by him, and we want to mm-hmm. see more. Mm-hmm. And the way that he's kind of working us and working them in right. the background. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is more like the way things actually work. Yeah. You okay. know, so. Yeah. I, yeah, I I just think it's, uh, I really, I, I like the revival, um, but now you guys are kind of like, <laughs> we'll turn I'm you, we'll turn you, bitch. my own biases. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's hard to not be but just is. enthralled by Alan it is. Cumming. Alan like, yeah. He's he an, really a magnetic does character. sell that character, and he definitely plays it as a more like ghoulish, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this interesting like creature almost? Yeah. Right. Oh, I, I think, think Joel, Joel Gray, Gray as well. I think Joel Gray is fascinating MC. I mean, I think that oh, the yeah. the uh, there. There's a way that he's almost a puppet, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And he's like a little dummy. The, yeah, the lips are mm. right, and and Alan Cumming is not. No, you no, know, no. and Alan I Cumming, and, yeah, and the way that they do it in the ninety ninety eight revival and the fourteen revival is that like the MC is like very central to the plot. Right. Well, sort of, but because like so, this uh, well, is if it all takes place ask. in the club, well, then the MC would have they more like of go a role? back and forth between like the boarding okay. house and the club, so oh, it's okay. not th- entirely in the club. Gotcha. But like the MC is still there a lot, and mm. um, I I don't know if they did it in the ninety eight revival, but in the fourteen revival, Alan Cumming would just like be places, yeah, yeah, literally throughout the show. Like I, there was one point I think during uh. Uh, maybe this time or something like that. I like turned and Alan Cumming was just like standing right next to me. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh hi," because <laughs> oh, okay. he's emceeing. He's yeah. just like yeah. being he's just like in the, the like walking mm-hmm. among the audience yeah. and like he's always around. Yeah, and I think centering him throughout is it makes sense. Yeah, I just think centering in the final moment is an odd choice. Yeah, well, there's you the, know? there's an interesting. Uh, 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 like when it should be thrown on us. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and I I I kind of agree with that because um the. While the ending of the revival is like very garish, and it's mm-hmm. like it does throw it right in your face of like, okay, and all, there's this something is what to be happened. said for that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. This is what happened to all those people, and like the way that they do it with like the really harsh lighting, mm-hmm. and they like literally leave nothing to innuendo. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's that song, and I don't know the name of it, but I didn't write it down. But it's it's the song right before Cabaret. In the revival, I don't care much. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he, it's the MC singing it. Yeah, and it's like another in, one that has like no direction in the script. I, I imagine. Yeah. But like in the revival, isn't he like? Isn't it like a bashing? Like he gets attacked by Nazis and then he sings that. Oh, I don't remember honestly. He's not beat up in the movie. Okay, I because I distinctly remember a point where Alan Cumming was like, he was a he was like beat mm. and then he i think he sang that song and then he like introduces sally bowles who's like coming on to sing cabaret which mm-hmm. is like this big fun number right. and like when you put it in the context of the second act of the show when all these bad things are happening mm-hmm. like it takes on such a different tone mm-hmm. right and it's like everybody sings this like it's a fun song and then like you put it in the context of the show and it's like this is not a fun song. well and but anyway it's not a fun song i mean it, it's no. like the the last kind of like 15 minutes of the show are so packed. I mean, because yeah. Cabaret, 
depending on what choice the director makes, she's either decided to do the abortion mm-hmm. before the song starts, right. during the song, or after, like, mm-hmm. you know, what at some, it's all kind of around that sure. moment of, you know, that the song, the way, when I directed it, we were like, let's make it that the song is the way she's deciding. Okay. You know, but some people do it that she's, like, had the abortion and then goes on to do the song. Yeah, that's Right, and film. just sort of justifying her choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, um, and it's, it's a really powerful song with that context right because she had this opportunity to go like do a different life be and and the scene with cliff is so strange with it beforehand because mm-hmm. he's like you'll have a new job you'll yeah. be a mom like, you're gonna be yeah. home Jesus. yeah like, like this is because she's like what about my career and he's like you have a new career oh my god <laughs> and you know and then and she decides it's not what she she's gonna stay and she's going to do this and this is the life that she's deciding to live right yeah. I definitely want to talk about more, um, talk more about Sally Bowles as a character. I'm interested, but let's take a quick break. Sure. And then when we come back, we can hit Sally Bowles. Yeah. All right. Well, let's not hit Sally Bowles. <laughs> we don't need to do that. We're not Cliff. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> back baby We're always back yeah <laughs> that's our new that's always that's all we ever say these just days anytime we have to start anything we just say we're back, we're back. so that people know to listen now. i think that's actually the first line in act two of cabaret <laughs> is it we're no back. i'm alan cumming in no I, world I've always would said it that be about that. you <laughs> it's crazy that i'm not honest i know it's nuts um yeah. so we left off i do want to talk about sally Bowles. yeah let's do it because i feel like with cabaret the emphasis gets put on the mc yeah yeah. And I think that's just because I have become more like aware of musical theater in a world that's like post Alan Cumming doing the revival. Yeah. Um, and so I think people are like, yeah, the MC is a major part of this. But watching the film, I was like, it's this Sally, is Sally Bowles' yeah. story. Right. Yeah, like, I she's think... the reason you would come, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much of that is Liza Minnelli being just like a treasure to watch. But right. she has excellent songs and she's a, I mean, there's yeah, so much to her. character. Yeah. yeah, and I think that there's been a real kind of um, uncentering of her in mm-hmm. the last kind of 20 years. Real degradation of yeah. her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I, I think that what happened is that um, there's a sense of like, oh, Sally, the character based on like the the original like the real person was like sort of just like a seedy cabaret singer not like someone who's uber talented right like it wasn't like liza it was like some you know just a, mm-hmm. a woman at the club right. yeah. so let's make her kind of like flighty and not that talented and a little delusional mm-hmm. to uh, to believe that she should continue with her career mm-hmm. here and Instead not of being a mom right <laughs> which is what she sh- was born to do it's destiny uh <laughs> right and, and and also i mean the idea of her her giving up that life just seems i mean for for cliff it's just i mean their relationship doesn't have that much to, like in right. that in the way the show is written there might be more to it really under underneath it they have mm-hmm. some really beautiful moments together but it always feels like it's what they represent for each other rather Absolutely. than who they individually are it would mm-hmm. be fascinating to see what their marriage would actually right. be like right but um but the idea of a sally who's not that talented like kind of took over with the revival yeah and so then they cast these people who are like wonderful actresses who aren't known as singers mm-hmm. because they were like she's not that good a singer mm-hmm. for music that's really hard yeah which also takes a lot i mean it, it does take a lot of skill for a really good singer to sound like they're not yeah. that great exactly. a singer exactly but it's it's just an odd uh, you know but i think that that kind of removed her being the protagonist in some ways yeah for the sure. late 90s and i, I think it's an odd choice i um, think 
her character in the film is like the original and only successful manic pixie dream girl. Mm. Like I'm she sure. is doing that stereotype before it was a stereotype and f- nailing it. Mm. And it's not annoying or great. That's really interesting. It's yeah. just like she's just like fabulous and swanning about and is like act it's visible that she's delusional but she also has talent she's i mean it's liza yeah. fucking minnelli right. like she's of got course. an incredible i mean incredible it's voice. just like liza minnelli right delusional yeah. and has talent <laughs> about and thinking she's a talent no but like, i don't know she was like really lucid always <laughs> so it makes so it makes a lot of sense that you're like i mean not a lot of sense but you're like yeah i buy that she is like I think I've got a shot because she is yeah. talented. And yeah, you're like, absolutely. yeah, people, I mean, listen, we are all into theater. We've met some people who are delusional uh-huh. and untalented. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you have to be both delusional and talented to be successful. That's very <laughs> true. That's the key that no yeah. one will tell you. I, I've Except just you will. You hundreds of thousands of dollars in MFA student loans. <laughs> you just have to be delusional and, and talented. Exactly. Um, and the exact right balance. Exactly. Forty nine fifty one. Forty-eight, fifty-two. You're done in this exactly. industry. You're done. You're dead Blame. in the water. Um, so it's so it's super interesting to watch that turn of like when she gets pregnant and she tells right. um, yeah. Cliff slash Brian, she's like, "I'm pregnant. I don't know whose it is, but it definitely might be yours." And he's like, "Okay, you know what? I'm gonna commit to this. I want to marry you. I like. I love the life that we currently have together." Mm-hmm. And they're like laying in a field and he's like clearly thinking about something else. And he's like, I just can't wait till we're back in Cambridge. Because again, he's British in this (laughs) version. And he's like, and you're at home with the child. And like, I get to come home to you. And this is your job. And she's like, yeah. And then she just is like, yeah. Like, you watch (laughs) the switch flip. And it's so good. It's so good. Like watching her realize it on screen. And you can see that she's made that decision in that instant and then she has the abortion and then she sings cabaret right and it's like it is a really nice like the whole scene regarding her abortion could have it's just it's so well done for being 1972 Mm -hmm. i feel like sure like he obviously gets mad and he's allowed the space to get mad and she's like you just don't understand like i just i had to do this right he's like okay like i mean he comes around that is a really brief synopsis of what happens. It's much longer in the movie. Sure. But it's nice. It gives both of them a voice and full weight to each of their arguments. And mm-hmm. then it's nice to have Cabaret like round that up and be like, she is committed and she's happy with the choice that she's like. She's right. like, this is the choice and I'm accepting this choice and I'm doing Cabaret and I love Cabaret. It's like finding... After you like after a really rough breakup, yeah. you're like, oh wait, I did have hobbies. <laughs> I liked doing this thing. That's so crazy. I forgot that I did that while I was in that relationship. And then you're you get back into it. You're like, oh yeah, I like really am passionate about right. this. Right. And then the hobbies are also like staying Nazi Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know how relatable that is, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. it's like you have a breakup and like, oh Nazi in Germany, it's a good time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> no, but it's true. You're totally right. right. And and it's the uh, like the uh, and in that moment, she sort of snaps back into who she is. Mm-hmm. Right. She's, she becomes yeah. international sensation Sally Bowles again. Exactly. And you're like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I'm fully on board. Like, I was just such a fan of Sally Bowles. And that's not what I expected to be going in with the very, very limited and loose knowledge right. I had of Cabaret. Like, right. oh, I didn't realize this was a story about her. Right. right. And I think it's interesting, too, like, that the questions that nobody in the, none of the characters do ask. Mm-hmm. Right. That, I mean, 
Harris Schultz is arguably like the actually best character <laughs> in okay. the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, in that yeah. like um, every other and he I mean, he feels that he's going to survive like that. He'll just sort of keep going and things yeah. will. And, and he's willing to. He says something yeah. like um, it, it will get better. I yeah. know. Because I know. I'm yeah. German. Right. Or something right. Like right. That. Yeah, because like, it's truly how he feels. Yeah. He's and, like, this is Germany. Yeah. Things things happen. And you for know? people that don't know, he's the Jewish character. Right. right. And um, owns a fruit shop. And right. And oh, my God, the. I, I can't talk about the show and not talk about the, pineapple. The pineapple song. Oh my god, the pineapple song. <laughs> Explain to me this. I don't know. Oh, the so you oh know. Lord, what a beautiful I know. and married. Also, that yeah, song. Married is a good one. Oh, which again, so much better when they're elderly and not when they're in their fifties. Uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel that. Yeah, because, because it's, really, it's so, such a triumph after so long exactly. that they could actually change and become right, people and who like are become happy. Yeah. And, and two room flat is is a palace now. Oh my yeah. god! Okay, and, <laughs> sorry, but, it's a whole thing. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. There's a number yeah. in the show where um, Herr Schultz brings um, Fräulein Schneider a uh, pineapple. Sexual. And, if you um, brought me diamonds, if you brought me yeah, and she, a pineapple for me, a pineapple for me, and she's like, "You've done too much." Oh, <laughs> oh I love like, it. And oh, oh my god! And the way she ends that song, goes, "I am overwhelmed." Yeah, it's just so. It's, so it's such sweet. a beautiful. It's so moment. touching, and I, I wanted to jump. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- uh, Schultz and Schneider when Please. he said that um Cl- the relationship between Cliff and Sally is so. Um, surface level uh-huh. and like I'm don't feel invested in their relationship but at all. Schultz and but Schultz Schneider. and Schneider I am in all the way right. I want them to survive I, yeah. I want Damn. them to, to succeed and yes Schneisel exactly. <laughs> oh like like, God. like you you root for them so much because they have this such a, a beautiful loving yeah like arc of their story but then in that second act when things are not going well and Fräulein Schneider makes a choice that is consistent with who she yeah. is, it's just so heartbreaking. And what's yeah. the choice for those of us who don't To know? end it okay. to with end the two the, of them. To end yeah. the relationship. Yeah, and, and the the fact that no one... Um, the, the, the everybody's so concerned with themselves in yeah. the show, right? And like yeah. what oh, what their fates are going to be and what they're are they gonna stay in Germany or not? Are they gonna get through this or not? Yeah. And nobody is asking the question of what's happening to Germany, what's exactly. happening to the people here, like to the people around us. Right. You know, and, and I think that's yeah. very indicative. I think that's really realistic. It I is, it is. And it's and it's important. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's a flaw. No, I, no, I think no. it's it's a strength of the show yeah. that you um, That's real. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, you're if, not gonna yeah. worry on a large like we really disregard people who are like, hey, uh like there are some seriously white right. supremacist fascist overtones right. happening in America in twenty nineteen. We're like Okay, whatever. Like yeah. that's not Nazis. Exactly. It's like, yeah, but they're Nazis. And then like, but then yeah. you're personally worried about right. yourself and right. your family. Right. And like, I know we've talked like, you know, we joke, but like, we're like, okay, so do we need to like get at out of here? Right. Like, do right. we need to protect our friends? Like, what's where's the line? Right. Where we're trying to find the line, but exactly. that's not the overwhelming, like arc in our lives right, right. And that's like, why you've got to get into the meat of the characters in the mm-hmm. show and their problems right. Yeah. Right. and you've got to be drawn in in like a fully like mm-hmm. i'm invested i'm here for and they're going right. about way. the nazism because yeah because that that's when it's powerful yeah. because that's yeah. how it happens yeah. Yeah. right 100%. like that's like when you're not paying attention is when the world falls apart mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, oh, and that yeah, yeah and, and i just think that the show is written in such a brilliant way to st- to structure mm-hmm. that for the audience to like to make you look at that and make it look what questions we don't ask when we yeah. get sure. so invested in the individual and in the instead of what's happening mm-hmm. in the world around you. When we keep doing this, like yeah, 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 we'll yeah. get to it. Yeah, I thought it was super interesting. Exactly. There was a line in the film where um, they're discussing 
you know, like the, there's like a Nazi gets kicked out of the club sure. at the very beginning and by the club owner, I believe. And then late, I think maybe I can't remember the song. Something very funny is happening on stage um, where the MC is like hitting the the women's butts. Oh, sure. <laughs> like oh, two ladies. Two ladies. Yeah. Um, it's right. It's before two ladies. Okay. There's more than there's more than two on stage. But. But at the There's same a lot of butt time, slaps. Yeah. So he's yeah. always slapping butts, yeah. frankly. Some That's who, number who one passion in life. True. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's intercut with the Nazis then beating up the club owner outside mm-hmm. yeah. and leaving him like in the gutter. Yeah. And there's just this like throwaway line where someone's like, oh, the Nazis are a bunch of hooligans. Right. And they're annoying. But once they kill off all the communists, then we can take care of it. Then we can control them. Yeah. We're going to let them take care of the undesirables first. And then we'll, when it becomes a problem, we'll take care of it. Right. And it's just such, a, I was like, like <laughs> what a fucking gut punch to be like, yeah, that's literally what people in power are doing. Like, that is yeah. how it works. It's, it's, yeah. it's, and it's such an yeah. easy yeah. argument to make. Like, well, they're not doing anything and they're only, like, hurting minorities. They're right. only targeting right. people that we don't actually care about. So Right. And yeah. I think, and I th- and that um, uh, is a, a segue in my mind, too, to the song, If You Could See Her. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. Which I yeah. just think it's like, I mean, what a perfect transition comedy wise in that show sure oh you know, yeah 100 percent. Right? because you don't especially if you don't know the show and you don't it's mm-hmm. just he's he's talking about loving a gorilla right right is it <laughs> you know yes and, and it's, it's a monkey a, in the right is it in and a, at the end he says she uh, wouldn't look she jewish, wouldn't, at, she wouldn't all. Look jewish right? at all right and it's right. like what 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 do i what do i you know if you ever right. go to a stand-up show mm-hmm. that's like <laughs> a bad stand-up show which i mean there are none how could that happen they're, they're all all, all stand-up is good stand-up money is to see a professional right? comedian every stand-up show is bad and there's True. then there's that moment and even when you do yeah, and there's that and there's that moment <laughs> at, right and then there's that moment where there's an like an offensive joke is made right. mm-hmm. and then there's audience that laughs because they think it's funny there's right. an audience that laughs and offensive as in punching down not just offensive sure. right. and then there's an audience that laughs people because that they're un- yeah people agree people who are uncomfortable who laugh right. because they're nervous and they feel weird and then right. people who just all of a sudden they're kind of the the your it's gut punch right? Yeah. right and you kind of see that happen in that moment with that yeah, song 100%. yeah and i just think it's such a powerful uh turn yeah you know and absolutely. such a good it's, commentary on what's going on i was just gonna yeah. say this so this is such a really cutting. this is such an interesting thing that Cantor and do with this musical is that mm-hmm. they use the music not only to move plot along but also to comment on what's happening yes. in the show and it's so and fascinating form, the way that yeah. they do that because what was they do to, I was they're like, so good at it right they're absolutely. masters of taking form and turning it on its head to be the thing exactly yeah. that they're talking about yeah, yeah. form is content po- like postmodern yeah. geniuses <laughs> Truly. and Eb, we um, love yes. you we love them <laughs> Have you guys heard of Cantor and Ebb? Like, <laughs> They're great. Oh my no. God. You, would, like, uh, you would love them. They get no, the Jonathan yeah. Larson Award this year? <laughs> and I don't know how it's played. I don't know how it's played in the show, but for me in the movie, it felt very like not necessarily punching down, but like yep. punching at people. Sure. Like it was very like um, sharp it's and It's like pointed. testing. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. very like oh, I love her, she's a monkey, that's so funny. And then just a little cutting, snide, like, for me, I didn't believe that the MC held that belief, but very like, 
right? Because we're all pretending and that we're we performing. don't know Jews, yeah. Yeah. Right? right? Like, we all know that that's, like, on vogue right now. Like, we're all doing that. Isn't that funny? Like, right. you've been right. laughing and laughing and laughing, and now, you know, it just right. felt very, like, pulling the rug out. Which is a great you. way to throw it at the audience, oh, right? Yeah, because absolutely. I feel like the punching down or up of that moment depends almost entirely on who who we think the MC is singing yes, to. Yes, 100%. Oh, sure. 100%. Sure. Yeah. And that's the thing I loved about the Joel Grey character. Yeah. Um, characterization. Again, can't comment on the oncoming. But yeah. It was very like, he is singing to the, this is all about being the MC. Yeah. He right. is like making this, is this for you. a show yeah. for them. It's all very tailored to and catered towards. Mm. And I'm, pointing people out in the audience and I'm getting in their face and I'm like like he doesn't have any fear it doesn't feel like a show behind a wall sure. it feels very mm-hmm. like you're in the, in the moments in the Kit Kat Club it does feel very much like you are part of it and he's letting you in on the joke and he's letting you in on the show he's just like a very good MC yeah which is the whole point of an MC <laughs> right Absolutely. but like it, it really really works with his characterization it doesn't feel like He's talking to someone else's audience. It does feel very um, right, and there's that whole right, kind of Brechtian right. thing about the whole the mm-hmm. show, right? Oh, it's yeah. extremely Brechtian, and and I feel like that. Um, I think that's a bingo card somewhere. Someone's yeah. like, if they're talking yeah. about, right, let's use the word Brecht. Yes, I was we like, got how there. long it into it the podcast? Sixteen episodes right. for us to get, to get to, to Brecht. Brecht. <laughs> no, you did not talk about Brecht yet, did? Is that? I don't think so. You must understand. We're very dumb. We went to state school. We're yeah, very, no, we very don't know dumb. anything about oh, it. Okay. We, except for we do know who Brecht is because we had to learn about Brecht. No, we did do Brecht. Brecht, but were we good at it? No. No, no we didn't even do Brecht. We it's did We did Theater of the Oppressed, but we didn't do Brecht. That's a totally different person. It's Augusta Boal. So. Oh, is that Boal? Yeah. Wait. Idiot. <laughs> Idiot. Did you even go to high school? Did you even get a <laughs> fucking Bachelor's of Science? You, you guys... This is what Mizzou did to me. I'm so broken. Shut it down. Mitch, chunk this in the trash. We're done. We'll call it. That's the final episode of Bits Over Broadway. Look, it, all you had to do was say no. the word Brecht and then we're done. Connor's been flayed alive. The fact that I didn't say Brecht in the first sentence of this it's podcast pretty is incredible. That's an achievement true. for me. That's absolutely correct. Let's um, get into the Brecht of it all. I mean, please, let's get into the Brecht of it all. The fact that I said postmodern before Brecht, I think, <laughs> is really the achievement. It's pretty incredible, honestly. Yeah. Sorry, I just have to rewire my brain really fast. Sorry, we're going to take a quick 10-minute break for Connor to read about Bilal, and then we're going I'm such an idiot. Why did I think that was Brecht? Look, they're similar. It's fine. It's because it, it's, yeah, they guess. are similar concepts. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very similar yeah. concepts. And we we spent so much time, or I don't know if you ever did ITT, but um, I don't uh, even know what that is. It's the interactive theater troupe that like Miz, no, so Mizzou has this not. thing called interactive theater troupe, and we do we specifically do like a somewhat like Boal like theater mm-hmm. of the oppressed type thing where we go in and it's specifically built to like teach tolerance and like Great. open communication with um for like students mm-hmm. yeah um so we would go and like perform for students and then in character the students would ask us questions mm-hmm. about like why is this issue important how did it make you feel and that kind of thing and then we would de characterize and the actors would talk about it so like we did a lot of stuff about like religion and like um religious bias or like we did one about like sexuality and like i was like yeah as a gay man like this really fucking sucks to perform because Mm -hmm. i'm performing the homophobic character Mm -hmm. like it's really painful Mm -hmm. and it's like a way to teach students about um that kind of thing so like i'm so like yeah 
that guy. That's what that's, <laughs> not I Brecht, know that famously. thing. Not famously not Brecht. <laughs> I'm just an idiot. But but similar things, right? In that you're you're drawing the audience into a more active role. Exactly. And exactly. you so, are yeah, exactly. And, and you're demanding that they they are they're participants in some way, right? Because with Brecht, you're kind of revealing the machinery right. and alienating the audience to a degree where you're like, this isn't for you to feel, which is what I think the revival does the entire time is yeah. it's not for you to get, don't get all into the story. It's not right. about them. It's about you. And I think, <laughs> not about the story. It, and it gets really sassy that the, the way that my voice is was actually Brecht's voice. Yeah. It's not about, yeah, it's about, it's about what you're doing, what you're not doing. It's too intellectual for me. <laughs> I'm a real golden age bitch. Okay. I, I need the story to be the thing. Right, but I, but I think it, it should get there and not yeah. start there. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it's a, one might say it's a it's a Brechtian evolution of a show. Oh, oh I boy. Love that. Okay, well, uh, you're the new host, yeah. and Connor and I are gonna leave. It's this not is a Kate's real podcast thing. now. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Let's discuss the Brechtian evolution. Bitches. No, no, no. It's not a real thing. I made up that term. Right. It's fine. No, but truly not a real thing. No, but we're gonna make yeah. it a thing. Yay! So Connor's gonna go back at his MFA. He's gonna write his Listen. thesis on the evolution. So that's why my my wires just got crossed All because good. they're both like highly political. Yeah. Very like asking the audience to do a lot. Mm-hmm. But I'm just famously a dumbass, and <laughs> that is what we. And said. they're both B names. <laughs> That's fine. I regularly get Brecht and Beckett mixed up, so uh, that's, okay. that happens to me regularly. Why would you ever Samuel Beckett can oh, die in a hole? I oh, I love Samuel don't Beckett. Oh, no. But I'm the kind we're of person. Now. It's okay. I hate <laughs> no, you. But it's okay. Like I'm the kind of person who goes to a Beckett play and I'm laughing the whole time, and people are giving me looks, uh, and I'm like, it's sure. funny. It's One comedy. Trash cans. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't you, <laughs> Mitch? Look, don't you fucking dare do that. MFA boyfriend, we get it. <laughs> so we're here to talk about Crap's last tape. <laughs> it's a seven-minute play about no. a banana <laughs> and cassette tapes and listening to I the past. Won't. This is this is why I can never go to. Let me see like, Oklahoma. <laughs> truly, <laughs> this is, I cannot. I can't sit through like Waiting for Godot. I can't sit through uh-huh. Endgame. Neither can Godot. That's, That's why he doesn't even <laughs> show up. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Like I just can't. I'm I can't do it. You can't even Godot. I can't even Godot. You guys. Oh, waiting for got it. <laughs> exactly. I forgot it that I was waiting for got it. <laughs> Beckett puns. <laughs> I hate it, frankly. I, I can't stand well, back it. And wait, so I'll, I'll get us back to Cabaret. I yes. can do it. Okay, I can do it. Can do no, sorry, do it. It's okay. I got I it. Here we go. <laughs> we got we got craps last tape. We got bananas. We uh-huh. got uh we got zany comedy, and that brings us back to the cabaret. Yes. Particularly the gorilla. The gorilla. Gorillas gorilla. eat bananas. That's Who's right. We to, got there. Uh, we got there. Oh All right. You're our new. You're the new you're host. The new host. You're the no, new host. No, I'm I'm the host to do segues. <laughs> to, do, to do cabaret That's segues. Right. <laughs> Bring it all about six degrees of cabaret. And exactly. to reference characters that don't exist. I just gotta do my Brechtian evolution oh, voice. But yes, it is very much asking the audience to yeah. um do a lot of be part work. of this yeah. and to consider what it would mean to be be in that era. I mean, what would you do, right? I mean, it's just a direct like, because she starts by basically saying it to the, the this couple, right? And yeah. saying, like, you know, yeah, you think if, if you were me, you know what choice you would make. And then mm-hmm. it's completely about the audience. It has nothing oh, to do with it. You know, mm-hmm. all of you who are watching me and watch me, watch me leave Herr Schultz. And I mean, not quite in that moment, right? But like, you, you know that she's doing it and 
You're judging her because and she's doing it because she knows the political optics. She of it, knows. Right? She she right. knows. She's yeah. like, it's not. It's not that she's like, you're Jewish. I won't be with you. Right. She's like, you're Jewish. This is what's happening in the Something in the country, happening. and I can't right. risk my life for this because mm-hmm. she knows. You know, she she doesn't have a. Uh, she doesn't really have. Um, political persuasions at all, as far as we can tell, right. besides self-preservation, of course. which one can argue is a political persuasion. But like, oh, it's absolutely. it's not as though she's yeah. here being like, let's get rid of the Jews, and I don't no. want to be with you when I you find out you're to Jewish. Espouse that belief to support that, belief. absolutely, no. and to be, to be complicit. Integ- yeah, complicit. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Be complicit. yeah. And, and I think that there is not, except perhaps for except Herr Schultz, I don't think there are any characters in Cabaret that are not complicit. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, There was, so the um, Schneider-Schultz relationship mm-hmm. gets um, kind of shuffled off to the side in the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it becomes, um, so Brian slash Cliff teaches English lessons yeah. um, for money. And he decides, like, of this very wealthy um, Jewish family sends their daughter. And another student of his is like, oh, which is all She's very, very different wealthy. from the show. Oh, uh, okay, I'll stay. And then, like, they start to all hang out. And right. um, they're all speaking, you know, they're all doing English lessons together. And then Sally Bowles is like, well, I'll come along for the ride because <laughs> I'm being a butt. And um, eventually, like, they get together and she's like, well, I can't be with you because you're not Jewish and I'm afraid you're a gold digger. And um, he is like confessing to Brian slash Cliff. Right. He's like the the worst, the most ironic part about this is I am Jewish. Right. And I changed my religion on my papers when I came to Berlin because I knew the political waters were shifting and uh, so i said i wasn't jewish but i am jewish and then now she's gonna think i'm a liar it's like weirdly sitcom but also right. like do they end up together they, they do. do right um yeah and brian's like well why don't you just tell her that you're jewish and he's like and then what she said she rejects me for being a liar and now i'm outed as a jew right and now i'm like in like all the people i know all the social circles i have i'm ousted because i'm jewish right like and and Brian's like, well, I think you're just like not giving her enough credit. And like, I mean, it it works in the movie because he does go, he like rings the door, like raises the house at night. Mm. It's clearly very late. And he's right. just like knocking on the door, and the housekeeper answers, and he goes, "I'm Jewish. I'm a Jew." <laughs> and like, and then it like cuts to their wedding. So like, <laughs> right. it, it works, but it's also just like, what a casual fucking like. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's so oblivious. It's weird because he clearly doesn't like the Nazis. He's already gotten in a fight with them. He right. doesn't agree with what they espouse. But he's still so, it doesn't affect him enough, even though he's friends with these people, to be like, yeah, you maybe shouldn't come out. Like, maybe this is just lost and for your the like preservation of self, don't do this. Like, at this point, she's already had graffiti on her house. Like, right. they've killed her dog and left it on her doorstep. Right. And, like, she is suffering a little bit because of yeah. obviously there's class intersecting that's giving her a little more privilege, but Absolutely. like, yeah, like she is experiencing the political shift, and and of course, like Nazi Germany, ultimately, if you're Jewish, that's you know right, <laughs> yeah. it, like it's you gonna know, come down to yeah. listen, class yeah. only gets yeah. like, there's no class solidarity when it comes down to yeah. right. racial Holocaust, animus, yeah. for right. sure. Yeah. But it's very like it's interesting to watch, and he's just like, well, why don't you just like tell her? Like this yeah. isn't like. You lied about how old you were, right? And now right. you're coming yeah. clean. Like right. he's like, "Hey, should I do this? Because maybe it will get me killed." And the guy's right. like, "You know what? Just do it." The movie's a lot. Just like, Fuck it. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I've 
really judging you for that, Brian <laughs> slash Cliff. Like, let's be a little more consistent. Like, it's not this right. love trumps all thing, which I think is so interesting. Yeah. And the Schneider Schultz. Right. Like, ultimately, when it comes down to it, like, I'm not willing to to give it all up for love. Right. I, like, right. L- for me, I've lived long enough without it. Love's not as important to me as staying alive right. and keeping, keeping myself And it's safe. amazing because the radical mm-hmm. hope that they have sort of midway through where they're like, uh, I have lived all my life. I've lived so long alone and I'm oh, now right. I'm going to actually try this yeah. and and do the love thing and Let like be, be loved. Right. And, and be vulnerable in this way. And and then, then it's like, no, that's that's not happening. And yeah. I and I it is so strange how much plottier the movie is than mm-hmm. the musical. Mm-hmm. I mean, long. yeah. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> so much more happens. I mean, the yeah. of the. uh amongst the characters so much more happens like there's Mm -hmm. so much right i mean like it's pretty simple schultz and and schneider right it's sort of like they they get together like Mm -hmm. it's like the pineapple they get together married yeah now we're and now nazis that's we we're gonna we absolutely love when Nazis crash an engagement party. <laughs> we love we love that. I hate it when it happens. <laughs> Every and time. It is a real Every threat time. these days. Yeah. It's a real, it's a real I mean, honestly, yeah. which is like brings it back to the 2019 of it all, yeah. which is such it, it's such a like wild time listening to this show yeah. in mm-hmm. the current the parallels are upsetting. Like truly, yeah. it's fucking wild yeah and it's it's along the same lines of you what you mentioned is a self-preservation you know you are only really thinking about yourself and then you have that but i do think it makes the characters much more sympathetic i think oh, it does. than a reading in another time like when we're closer to the point in history when we all agreed nazis were bad right you know um, and now we've somehow drifted from that a little bit uh, because um, we didn't heed the lessons of cat beret <laughs> that, exactly, exactly. But Liza but like, did not teach the children <laughs> well enough. It, we Liza is Liza directly died. responsible for Trump. That's true. <laughs> Direct line. Direct parallels. But hot take, yeah. uh, which I don't believe. No, but not just at all. It, no. It's Never. someone's hot take. Someone <laughs> out there believes that. Truly. This Truly. is for them. It, it makes the characters so much more sympathetic because you're like, yeah, I get it. Like the yeah. water is boiling and I don't know how to get out. Right. And like yeah. the only respite. I have from just daily onslaught is the kickback club is is distraction. Yeah, Yeah. is to just like scroll fucking TikTok for three hours. But then when you see the gorilla video on TikTok, right? Then it's like, now what do I? Yeah, (laughs) and it's like, but of course it was going to be here. It was never going to not be here. Because comedy is political, is pop culture, is the zeitgeist, is making references to what we're all doing. Right, and because I was coming here instead Mm -hmm. of paying attention, Mm -hmm. and it's not as though it's one or the other. But mm-hmm. if you pick one, right, and you're like, I'm yeah. going to only live in the world of distraction yeah, and just, you know, mm-hmm. ju- and close my mind to what's happening to what's around me. Which is essentially me. Sally's choice at yeah. the end, as she says. But it's I'm also kind of everyone's choice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, because would, it is, yeah. what if it gets, it will get better. We've lived through this before, right. I right. think. You know, and it's sort of denial. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, things were shitty in the Great War, World War One. Right. right. We made it through. It was yeah. horrible. It was a war like no one's ever seen. Yeah. And we survived and i think that's very much the um like thought behind a lot of today's actions is like we've lived oh, through we've, we've lived through lived yeah through we've worse, lived through right. the worst right. so like some of us might not make it but it's really easy to abstract that and yeah. not think about that as a human cost and be like absolutely yeah, y- yeah your neighbors aren't gonna make it your friends aren't gonna make it right. like and like schneider might make, make it, it. Yeah. she might make it there she might she not might. but right. she's not but gonna have schultz at the right. ends of it regardless right, right. and sally exactly. might make it but she might not and yeah. not even in a 
successful like right. cabaret sense. Like right. she may not make it out, right. you know. But I mean, like it, Berlin and, gets like, <laughs> like fucking yeah. ransacked, the but also like the war. But I mean, and and I don't know that there's a clear answer to this, but I'd be curious if you guys have thoughts on yeah. who. Uh, it's just it's such a it's such a fraught question, but like Sally and Cliff, right? Let's do it. <laughs> Sally and Cliff is is it worse? To stay, or is it worse to, to leave? Run. To abandon ship. I, I, I mean, what political, I mean, like, does I, or Cliff is neither have worse? any stake in it? Or does he just, he, I mean, no. he's an American, so he's, he's not a citizen, he's not he, doing anything he for He kind of, like, throughout the entire show, he's kind of just like, hey, like, maybe we should just go. Yeah. Right, like, and I mean, does, he's, he's not, like, beholden But he's not like, there. Schultz, you come with us. Exactly. Let's get as many people I out actually, as we can. Right. There might be a moment, actually, when he talks about Schultz he, leaving. He does, because I think he's that's he's like, you when, should come with us, and he's like, no, I'm German, I'm going to be. Exactly. Uh, but that's I, I think, Schultz, right, does that happen? That's when Schultz says, um, yeah. it's fine, I'm German, it, it will all yeah. work out in the end. I see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess, and, and Cliff... Um, depending on the production, right? I mean, is queer and like yeah. mm-hmm. is obviously vulnerable sure, in that way, but risk. it's also not and a thing you, that we when talk you, about. Depending on the production, right? right. And when you yeah. look at it in the lens of um, Cliff as being the Christopher Isherwood character, Christopher Isherwood was a gay writer, mm-hmm. yeah, living in Berlin at the rise of the Nazi Party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, it, it does kind of when you add in that context, that does kind of take in a oh well, he is kind of making the best choice for himself, mm-hmm. right? In terms of well. Yes, he is um, preserving self. Mm-hmm. It's also um, he's making the smartest choice he possibly can mm-hmm. because he would, if he had stayed in Berlin, it's so with hard Sally because you have know ended the up. end of the story exactly. Like to try and make those like guesses for yourself now. Sure. Like, do we get out? Where do we go? And is that any better? About this. Right. Right. So if you leave. It, yeah. It's yeah. not even like the same as like 30. Not that information didn't travel in the 30s. Right. Yeah, like absolutely. people knew of Hitler right. and sort of Weimar and, and yeah. all of that. But like no one was like, OK, is it really that bad? Right. Like and I think we have more exposure to how bad it is now. So it's hard yeah. to be like, well, it would be a lot easier to ignore. Yeah. It's definitely a question of like, so. And this is just going into like journalism, mm-hmm. you know, and um, this is a journalist. I'm putting podcast, on my journalist so. hat. It's the <laughs> it's the question of like when you are re- like covering international politics. Right. Mm-hmm. And like international crises, there is this veneer, especially in American uh, journalism. And when we're reading our own publications, mm-hmm. there's this veneer of, well, that's happening on the Far other side away. of the world. I, and it's completely abstract. I don't know who those people are. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect my life at all. So I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. it. Right. And so the repercussion of that is Ellen hangs out with George W. Bush. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's how that story exactly. ends. Exactly. Yeah. That's how Just that, that story off. ends. And like <laughs> and, and doesn't apologize. Yeah. For and it. is like, it's actually good. It's actually good that we okay. I hang out I You're hang out with a war ass. criminal. Like it's fine. Just an update. This podcast stance is George Bush is a war criminal and he should be in jail. He, he should be in prison for the rest of his it's life. Fine. Um, but no, like that's what that's what that that you that's how you reckon with that question. For sure. Is that like at that time, it was happening in a country that uh, le- legitimately had uh, <laughs> kind of fallen off the fucking mm-hmm. earth. And after frankly, the first how World is that War. different from America in the '30s and the way they t- they exactly. handled black people? Exactly. I mean, it, the, how does how does that differ in any way from the race relations in America? Right. Like Hitler literally got ideas from american laws right and yeah. it, and too if you look at i mean america turned away lots of jews coming absolutely oh, absolutely yeah. trying to escape so like what are you because of famously america first yeah. yeah and how are you to know that this story has this particular 
right. pain is ending? And should we be always be operating on worst case scenario? That's what me and my anxiety believe. Exactly. <laughs> That's how my brain operates. Right. Right. But like, and it's yeah. obviously what what Fraulein Schneider's is too, right? You exactly. know, she's like, this is I'm not going to worst take this case risk. scenario. Yeah. I'm not going to I'm not right. going to put myself. And in she that was situation. like, you know, we didn't have like I I've lived through hard times before, and I'm, they're probably going to be hard again. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to make it harder for myself. Exactly. Right. I have I'm going to give myself every advantage possible. Right. 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 And sometimes leaving's not an option, and if leaving's an option, then okay. Like, right. yeah, it feels a little riskier here. I guess I'll go back home where it's safe. Right. Or, or at least it's the enemy I know. Yeah. And and feel like I could handle right. a little bit. Like f- f- Schneider is, yeah. you know, loneliness is an enemy, but it's the enemy I know. So right. I'd rather have that than try and juggle loving someone and getting through right. strife and, and hard time. So, right. but as far as whose decision is more abominable <laughs> i feel like i mean, it, I know it's I like an impossible like, i don't know yeah, i feel so like tough. it really does come down to which production you're think mm. when mm-hmm. you look at it because like the way that i look at it is like when you factor in the fact that um christopher Ashwood was a gay man and cliff is mm-hmm. that character and if uh, you're looking at it in the the revivals and he is played specifically as a bisexual man mm-hmm. like that so could technically be passing with sally Bowles. could technically be or passing straight. yeah 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 at or the just same time her. um it could i feel like he made the better choice mm-hmm. in when you look at it in that specific mm-hmm. revival but when you're when you're talking about another like any other show it's so hard to say mm-hmm. because Sally is not trying to change anything in no, the country. She's not. And she's she doesn't care. Absolutely looking out for herself and yeah. her own success. Yeah. Absolutely. But at the same time, Cliff is uh, when you when you take out the bisexuality and you take so out that um, uh, concern for your own safety, he's literally just like turning his back on the people that he knows and cares about and mm-hmm. says, well, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Right. It's no longer. It, it was fun until it's not fun and exactly. I can't no, use this place for fun anymore right. so I'm gonna leave an extremely the fuck boy white man privilege <laughs> s- this was uh, fun stance. but it's not fun yeah. anymore so I'm gonna go yeah. sorry <laughs> I mean to, to be fair it's what I say around 1130 in those parties I go to yes. I mean honestly <laughs> every karaoke like, this was this fun, but it's fun, not fun anymore. It's not I'm fun. so yeah, I'm so, so glad I came but like I can't wait to leave yeah <laughs> it's my bedtime yeah. and yeah. I think I think really Taken to its most extreme interpretation, everyone's choices are abominable because oh, no absolutely. one is standing up and saying, "We got to fight this. This is this. the most important thing. This right. is this should be the priority. Fuck everything else. Every Nazi we see gets a fucking punched in the face. Right? You know, like because by the time anyone's everyone. paying attention to it, it's too late. Absolutely. Too late. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The water, like you're cooked. Like it's right. done. It's, it's happened. The, the, the frog and the the wheels have yeah. turned. Yeah. Like you're yeah. already done for by the right. time you notice it. Right. If you haven't been paying attention, if it's bothering you now, by the time it leaks into the cabaret act, you're done right. for. And the brilliance of cabaret is that it all, all that, I mean, all of the stuff that's like obviously incredibly serious and, you know, painful oh, yeah. and, Absolutely. uh, you know, isn't what you talk about on most podcasts about musicals. Right. Right. Is the, like, we've done some, right? we've done some, uh, dark we shows love, before. But I mean like, shows. but like Nazis for like two hours is a lot, but, yeah, but, but I do think that the brilliance right. of cabaret is that it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that until it feels like that. Mm-hmm. Right. It you know? Yeah, it shouldn't. <laughs> it shouldn't. <laughs> right? Yeah, not the brilliance of cabaret. I, it shouldn't feel like I, that. I, I'm right? going to say that you have you have turned me around on this. <laughs> yeah. I, still, I still love the revival. Uh, totally. But, yeah, yeah. But and it's, I mean, there's so much about it that works beautifully. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. think that, and there's a lot of just, I mean, honestly, phenomenal choices in yeah, it and absolutely. performances. 
Nazism is ancillary yeah. until it isn't, and then it's the forefront. It's right. what I think the show is is begging you to do, right? Yeah. Is to sort of be like, yeah, 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 it's like a thing, but like, don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, until do the sound of yeah. music thing. The Nazis are there, but like, right. uh, and then it until really it's, no, they're falling in love, right? right. And until it's everything, and you realize, oh crap, this was this is my fault. Yeah, yeah. I let this happen. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I didn't can't. keep saying as a hey, I, the, <laughs> hey, yeah. hey. Uh, right over there. Hi, hi, there, hi. There's Nazis. Who else is probably in the audience? Are we all with me? Uh, right. letting this happen? Nazis? Who's watching this at the Cape yeah. Club? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So just remember that, listeners, going forth, <laughs> we <laughs> have to start calling it out. <laughs> just a, you a heard timely it here reminder. First. We have to start being like, "That's bad." <laughs> <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> and here we should first, have been readers. doing it for years, but we haven't been. <laughs> Truly, so. yeah, yeah. It's t- it's a tough. It's hard to like choose who is yeah making the worst who choice. Because you can make the arguments for self-preservation. But are you so glad I gave you an impossible question? I did. Yeah, it's good. She's, yeah. that's what she's creating content. Yeah. I know. She's I am here a content. I'm, you're, you're invited I'm, back whenever I'm you want. I'm here to be the the Jewish person to talk about cabaret. <laughs> <laughs> who I am, it's what I do. We did it. I I I, I connect with Herr Schultz. Uh, yes. I too own a fruit store. <laughs> I love giving pineapples to my lovers. It's honestly my favorite thing to do. Uh, they never see it coming. They're always confused. It's great. Well, because nowadays pineapples aren't as scarce and that you can it get them so anywhere. Rare. It's really? true. But it gave him gas. I know. As, well, uh, you that know? happens. Yeah. Well, that will happen. It's what yeah. Herr Schultz says. I'm not just like saying that. It's hilarious. I'm not just saying that Connor has gas right now because he does. But like that's not the point. Listen, the my point gas is, is my Schultz business. <laughs> my gas, my choice. <laughs> my gas, my choice, you guys. It's, it's, that's, that's what Cabaret is actually about. Yeah. The revival, though. That's why I don't like the revival. Because the right to be gassy is the thing we're centering and not the pineapple. Right. And the pineapple is more important yeah all right well we've reached the point uh, uh, it's time yeah connor you can ask uh <laughs> kate man and chair the show for us why do you love wait what cabaret? was that phrase man and chair man, man and, and chair. chair like drowsy chaperone callback the man in the chair tell us about do you know musical. drowsy that's okay. I didn't. Okay. Either. Listen to episode one of It's Over Broadway, <laughs> the Drowsy Chaperone. Okay. Okay. I'll pause real quick. I'll do that. Okay. Now I've done and we're it. Back. Great, great. Okay. We're back. Perfect. Cool. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Good. Good. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yes. uh, Man and Chair. It's yeah. just uh, uh, this is our segment where you get to talk about why, why you, you love this show. this show. Why you yes. chose why this you show. Why you love this show. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, I think that this show is one of the most, uh, despite <laughs> despite or maybe because of all the times that it's changed, mm-hmm. um, I think it's one of the most perfectly written shows. Um, in musical theater um, and perfectly structured. And I think that uh, musicals are more than anything dependent on structure and that songs need to move us forward or tell us something new or be inevitable in the moment that they're happening. And I don't think that any show does that better than Cabaret. Um, And I think that each song is a really kind of beautiful opportunity to do something new with, and especially because of how sparse the stage direction is, Mm but how much is built in any way to the fabric of the show. Each song is a new opportunity to show us something new or remind us of something that we really should have already thought about mm-hmm. and yeah. that we really should already be thinking about. And um, and to hit us on levels that um, kind of start with the laughter and the the being, uh, being part of something and being so joyous to be part of something and realizing how fine a line it is that 
that that will cross over to being complicit in something terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of like the perfect joke structure, yeah. but it's a musical. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's why yeah. I love it. And and again, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. And and uh, you know, and as a as a Jew and as a Jewish woman, I just think that it's um, a really pertinent show and a timely show, yeah. and um, has a lot to say for where we are now but i i loved it before it was where we are now i just yeah. think that uh there's a lot it has to teach us without it feeling like we're sitting through a lesson it's yeah it's, it doesn't feel ham-handed right you're falling right. in love with the characters and then realizing that getting falling in love and getting lost in are 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 two distinct things that are very hard to tell when one is becoming the other yeah, yeah. for sure absolutely connor man and share this for us yeah so i also i really do love the show um i have never really thought about it as intensely until like this past week. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, thank you, Kate. I'm so happy. Um, and I'm truly, truly apologize to everyone for mixing up Bo Allen Brecht. <laughs> I'm truly sorry that I wanted to make it into the woods right. reference. As soon as you said, I'm so happy. I was like, well, you're so happy. You're so happy. <laughs> just as long as you stay happy. Yes, we're we'll invited back. Which is why I, oh, why I did the alto reference. part in that just now. Instead of the melody <laughs> is how okay. you know I was Florinda in college. Exactly. Is my tell. She's a musical theater bitch. Yeah, we know it. Who grew up watching the VHS of the production? <laughs> Who grew up? Greens, greens, nothing but greens. I just took over your part of this podcast, Connor. I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm obsessed with it. Look, if I'm going to take over your manager for something, it's going to be Bernadette. It's fine. And um, if you want to read your Into the Woods satire piece that you read me anytime on this podcast, that's delightful. Um, If someone wants to publish it, I'm delighted to send it to you. Like literally, uh, she read it to me. We had drinks at a bar a couple of weeks ago, and she was like, "I can't place this piece anywhere." Because five no people will find it funny. It's, it's, humor for this for, it's humor for five people. And yeah. she read it to me and I was like, I'm one of the five. I am one of the five. I'm the chosen five. <laughs> yes, it was well, amazing. Absolutely. Like, new Patreon post. Yes, Patreon. <laughs> Kate on. comes. She reads her, her piece. I'm ready. Um, yeah. Also, I if you it. think that every time someone says, I wish, we don't all go, I wish. More than anything. Yeah, more, more than, than life. life. More than, than the moon. moon. <laughs> we all do it. It's all fine. the time. Um, that was yeah. an interesting harmony. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Always, I don't know, but it's interesting. Right. Yes. It's always off key. That's it was something. It was it was a thing that happened. There were notes. No one knows what they were, but someone they, did they, them. They, they, you could find them on a piano. Listen, the thing it's about true. Into the Woods is, if you're gonna sing it, you have to see it off, sing it off key. It's you true. Simply can't be trying. Who? Why would you ever try with Into the Woods? I never have, and I never will. I know that about you. Come on, your manager cabaret for us. That's actually a Sondheim quote, I think. Yeah, yeah, I do believe it yeah. to be true. Um, no, I do love the show. I, I, I'm really glad that we were able to like talk more about like the themes and the um, the actual structure of the show and that kind of thing because I think that is so important to this mm-hmm. show. Um, it's really hard to uh, tear away plot without tearing the entire show apart. Um, one of the things that I really, really like about the show is the music specifically. Mm-hmm. I love the way that Kander and Ebb use music, especially mm-hmm. in all their works. And I think this is one of their, like, this is like them at their, like, peak form. Yeah. Um, and uh, I really absolutely love the using uh, music to um, critique the show, to comment on it, 
to uh, make commentary um, to the audience and make the audience think as opposed to just using um, doing it in the Rodgers and Hammerstein school where you're just moving plot along. Mm -hmm. Um, It's such an interesting way to use music in a musical. And um, like you said, it's um, turning form on its head. And I really love that um, about this show. And it's one of the things that I really, um, that is my favorite thing about this. Can I say one really dorky thing about that really quick? Go off, You can talk is, whenever you want. Yeah. Okay, good, which is just that I also think that with the music, with something that's brilliant with it too, is yeah. the way that um, that it leans on accidentals to yes. tell you that something's wrong. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there's the, always da, that. Da, 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 yeah. Da, 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 like that, it, just always something not in the key yes. that tells you that you should be paying closer attention. Right. There is something under the surface that's going yeah. on. Which just feels kind of sexy notice. and seedy, but actually something is yeah. deeply wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. There's Which more is to one it. of the things yeah. that I like about one of the things that I like about the revival. Horniness at the end, getting coded as villainy again. Once again. <laughs> <laughs> that's never happened before. <laughs> Horniness it's not being my punished. one hill I die on every episode. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Um, it's but maybe that, I just find accidental sexy. I don't yeah. know. Oh no, it might not be a thing. From the opening notes, I had texted Connor. This show fucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> a horny show. Yeah. Oh, this show is horny. Yeah. Um, but no, it's one of the things that I like about the ending of the um, revival when, mm. and I, 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 I don't know if it, they do it in the Joel Grey version, but when it gets like that really dissonant chord yeah. and it like really builds that tension yeah. as the final um the music view. all gets really screwed up at the end of the really original. really yeah. screwed up yeah. in yeah. that final Vilkoman um oh it's upsetting it's yeah. very upsetting but it like is like you say that perfect it's, built in. it's that perfect like tension that mm-hmm. you expect from and you a, should have seen it coming yeah exactly <laughs> you've fault. been hearing the clues this right. whole time yeah. yeah you should have known and yeah i think like i i just really love the music of this show it, they they do such a fucking good job with it mm-hmm. so, like <laughs> you heard it here first folks wait so what you liked about this musical is, is the, the music? music i know it's shocking right? radical radical <laughs> a brilliant um, new take a, a brilliant new take. typing hot a fresh hot but also though take. how specific the music is right like so exactly. many yeah there are like a couple of songs that you could take out and be like american songbook right sure. right but absolutely. like but so much of it makes no sense outside of the show right which is and like, i love that which is mm-hmm. one of the things yeah. that i was trying i was trying to say with cabaret and maybe i didn't articulate that enough but like uh, especially like because um there's the bar in new york marie's crisis and mm-hmm. it's a piano bar they play cabaret so often mm-hmm. and it's like this big rousing number and everybody loves singing it and they have so much fun but when you put it in the context of the show and the way That's that the, devastating. it's a <laughs> devastating number and like when you take it out of that context it's like yeah this is a really fun show but like you're not getting the full effect of mm-hmm. the song mm-hmm. um and i hope you say that to everyone <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 in the middle hey, of marie's crisis i'm like stop stop you stop. don't understand right, whereas i'm at marie's being like why have we seen cabaret yet let's right? go <laughs> This is, this is we do Little Mermaid again. I'm gonna kill you. Oh my god, so much Little Mermaid. That's me after anyone sings I Dreamed a Dream. I'm like, you're not a French sex worker. <laughs> I do am. Do you understand the gravity of this exactly. song? Exactly. Like, like, chill. It's like, calm down. I lived through the revolution after the revolution, That's and like, I'm here to tell I you sold my teeth it was nothing hair. like this. I didn't dream anything. My dreams were ash and <laughs> dust. True. Even before she sings this. Exactly. So just know that if you're planning to come to Marie's Crisis, if Connor's there, he will interrogate your beliefs about the song. Cabaret. Life hasn't killed the dreams he's dreamed. Connor has. It's me, Dream Crusher. Um. <laughs> 
Thanks, Van from yeah, Marines. Thanks, we did yeah. it. We love. Um, n- now more people are going to flock to Marines. That's right. Get oh, God. out. God damn it. Well, so I worse. did that to myself. Um, Meryl. This, this very famous, <laughs> very uh, listened to by millions podcast will inspire a Look, since of I'm business a new Marie host, Francis. I will request that you just bleep the word Marines every time okay. you mention it so no one finds Done. out They're gonna what one bar we could possibly Broadway be talking bump. about. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you here? Oh, I heard about it. about it on Bits Over Broadway. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Meryl. Yeah. Man in chair. Um, I love this po- this podcast. So I this love this podcast. podcast. <laughs> I love this show. Um, I the yeah, the music rules. Candor and Eb are great. Um I do totally get what you mean about like the songs don't make sense outside the context of cabaret. Mm-hmm. But I also think the songs can stand alone mm-hmm. and that makes them so much more interesting and gives you the mm-hmm. ability to take the song catalog and right, just go, right, right. uh, we'll do this one here and sure. we'll do this one there. And this is the context for that one. And like it makes Cabaret so flexible as a stage production mm. and makes every revival or revival of a revival <laughs> more interesting. Which is just the revival. <laughs> which is just, just a revival. revival. But it's just 1998 later. for the last 20 years. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, and And I think... But I think what makes it so fun is that anyone can come into it, and they're such earworms. Candor and Emma yeah. are so oh, good. They're so good at, at writing that songs kind of that just like get stuck. Like money makes the oh my god. Go around the world. That was um the uh my senior year of dance. That was our finale number for our yeah. recital. It's so good, and yeah. and mine air like it's mm. just in your head, and it's not just the repetition of it, but it is very like like yeah. how are you not when you, someone says cabaret how do you not go right even right. perfectly marvelous like songs that no one plays yeah. over oh, are are just wonderful yeah yeah you just, they stick in your head they're very talented someone should uh, produce their work yeah, yeah uh, again uh, jonathan larson have you guys heard of this candor and ebb uh, somebody sign them uh, <laughs> and and we want the royalties <laughs> And now, having seen the film, I am all in on Liza Minnelli. I know she's a new voice. No one's heard of her. <laughs> but I really think we should, like, really boost her career. Does yeah, she have an agent yet? Um, sorry? Does she have an so. agent yet? I don't, I don't know, but so. I'd love to rep her. Yeah. <laughs> Meryl's now Me, I'm going to become an agent for Liza Minnelli. That's um, where it all began. <laughs> I just Being think, what we can. <laughs> I just think it's so good. You can rent it on... Um, <laughs> Merrily <laughs> Wow. I can't believe we got a Merrily reference on And it this. went right over my head because as I've said before, I'm not Look, a sign time It's bitch. our time. <laughs> this is not fair. I love it. I'm, I'm staging a uh, I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> but you can rent Cabaret on Amazon Prime for like four yeah. bucks and it worth it. You can buy it for 13 here to shill Amazon to you, um, but do like I Jeff Bezos give us money. Think, <laughs> Jeff Bezos give anyone, give anyone, give literally anyone give anyone, anyone money. money. Um, but I do think that you can listen to just the uh, soundtrack and yeah. still mm-hmm. come oh, yeah, away with absolutely. an opinion of the yeah. show. But I think seeing any staged version, you can obviously YouTube clips of the revivals yeah. um, and just like. Seeing it in context adds another layer, but yeah. it can stand as just a, a OBC itself. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's really like 
I just love it. I really, really like I really enjoyed this. Yeah. I often come into <laughs> the musicals we cover on this show very skeptical or yes. not having liked them. It's pretty rare for me unless I chose the show that I'm like all in on the show. Yeah. And I just mm. really, really enjoyed Cabaret. And it hit me like a gut punch, especially in mm-hmm. the today's mm. political climate. And um, obviously the Brechtian elements <laughs> of it were and very important. And the Boalian elements. <laughs> Thank you. But, yeah, uh, ten out of ten for me. Like, go see Cabaret. Very good. I, it should go like be it. part of the musical theater canon, I think. And I know that's an unpopular. That opinion. is a very unpopular opinion. <laughs> but which version? <laughs> that's the problem. There's seventeen different. Ones. And they keep cutting songs. They're adding a song that are so similar to each other. Cliff has a song in the uh, it's uh it's a why should I wake up, mm. which is much worse than the song that's replaced with um. Uh, don't go. Uh, which is also though like not the greatest song like to right. Sally, right? Right. And it's like, and I, I mean, I feel like there's also a re like because he as a character is has never been consistent from show from revival sure. to revival. Yeah. So like, sure, it's gonna be how do we? Um, anyway, sorry, this is such a tangent. No, no, just, we love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I just think the yeah the 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 way that the songs can move outside of it and still mean so much more inside of it it's just a, a wonderful it's a cool thing. aspect of it for sure absolutely all right kate um anything to plug yeah Where can we find your work well let's let's see if someone will publish my into the wind piece. <laughs> i want them to if so bad looking, it's so funny right? <laughs> for niche content yeah truly please reach out <laughs> yeah i think i gosh i don't i don't social think, media anything yeah like yeah, that? yeah yeah that's that thank you yeah, like, yeah, I got you. who am i don't worry what do i do we'll get cue cards one of these days where i can just point <laughs> instagram here's Twitter. who you are <laughs> you forgot who you are uh follow me on twitter at kate herslin um, I also do too. I do a thing that um, I didn't do last year, but I generally uh, have done in past years, where I have a second Twitter account um, <laughs> called Bernadette Sports, yes. where I live tweet the Super Bowl as Bernadette Peters. Love that. So uh, you can follow that and become my fiftieth follower. <laughs> Amazing <on> that account. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but and you'll be lucky number fifty. I did. I got a new. I got a fiftieth and the recently lost one. And oh no! Be- I, but I don't know who was going through their follow. Like oh gosh, just you know, this is the one I should. Un- <laughs> right. She didn't do it this year. I'm right. gonna unfollow her. But well, but that's yeah, on you, follow me. Not it making is, the content. They're allowed to unfollow. It's so true. It's so true. Gosh. Yeah. Follow me at Kate Herslin. Yeah. And uh, see what funny things I have to say. Always. Yeah. Definitely. Connor. Um, you can find me at crelia 12 across all platforms. Um, also, I post my funny writings there. Um, for the most part, uh, been pretty busy writing. Been a writing boy a lot. I love that for you. It's been um, something. Okay. <laughs> it's been hilarious. You're wonderful. Oh, you thank are. you. Connor's very talented. Oh, stop. Um, you are. Meryl, I, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me across all platforms at Meryl K. Uh, two R's, two L's, and any at the end of K. And uh, to follow this podcast, you can follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Bits Over B-Way. Bits over B-way at gmail.com. You can find us in the Apple Podcast Store. You can find us uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. SoundCloud. Uh, SoundCloud. Download, rate, review, like, subscribe. Do all the things that give us a boost uh, and tell your friends about us. And uh, that's all I have. Bye. Bye.
But at the There's same a lot of butt time, slaps. Yeah. So he's always slapping butts, frankly. That's his number one passion in life. True. Um, but at the same time, it's intercut.